If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. attacking, you know, press men and women and attacking press houses. It happened in Ada and happened in other locations. I think that this is something that shouldn't be going on. The press should be allowed to do their work without intimidation, without fear, without any favor. And any time we think they've crossed a certain line, let's draw the attention to it and get them to do what is right. And so I would say that uh, press freedom day, uh, it's something that we should always remember our press men because they bring us the news, unadulterated news. They bring us what uh, myself and majority of citizens uh, probably would never have been aware of if the press is probably uh, is, is prevented from doing their work. My name is Yaira Porsche Crew, founder of Ural Impact Generation, a non-profit organization that focuses on facilitating terrorism. We provide teaching materials to schools. My motivation started during my time at the university when I realized that people were not interested in active national politics. Unlike in the past where we heard of the volume where young people were engaging, volunteering, it wasn't like that in my time. So during my time in the university, I decided to um, create this group to actually revive the spirit of volunteerism and also encourage the youth involvement in national building. I have been engaging in this work for the past five years. Um, in fact, I'm proud of all the volunteers. We started with 20 volunteers, and today I'm proud to say that the World Impact Generation has 1,500 volunteers nationwide from the University of Ghana, KNUST, um, Bo Technical University, Kufuridia Technical University, and Limba. It is a, a KNUST, um, Bo Technical University, Kufuridia Technical University, and Limba. It is a, it's a, to actually reach out to other people. Since the establishment of the Real Impact Generation, we have been working to fast and also 
put our name out there whereby individuals or graduates and including the students can understand why volunteerism in our community or our part of Ghana is going to help improve national building. We require more helping by volunteerism in our community or our part of Ghana is going to help improve national building. We require more helping. Interesting names you have there. Spirit Revival Massage. Wow. So which one am I getting today? So what are the health benefits of the aromatherapy? It relaxes you. Um, it lowers blood pressure. Um, it gives you a good sleep. Yeah. So we are covering specific areas for the body to concentrate. Our passion is to inform, empower, entertain, and inspire. Joy News. Independent. Fearless. Credible. Welcome to Joy News today. We are coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlimli. We are on DTT. Oh, I cracked the hull of my new ski boat today. Oh my gosh, why'd you do that? It's not like I was trying to do it, you know. Sorry, that's rough. My bad bro did anyway. 
one witnessed this epic fail. Yes, this video's galore, and now I'm a meme. Accidents don't just happen in sea shanties, so Progressive Boat Insurance has you covered. Take as little as four minutes to see what you can save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms and not available for all boats or in all situations. Good afternoon. Welcome to Joy News today. We are coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlimli. We are on DTT because we're free to wear on DSTV channel 421 and Gold TV channel 125. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Joy News on TV. Joy News is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, Office of Special Prosecutor says it is still investigating former sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa in connection with the alleged stolen money from her house. More as it assures of further updates following conclusion of its investigations. Meanwhile, corruption watchers mount pressure on government to pass the conduct of public officers' bill into law in the wake of stolen cash saga. We'll tell you where we are with that bill and also hear from the CDD on how urgent the law is to governance. Uh, politicians have to stop talking and act if they, they are serious about dealing with this, then we have gone well past, you know, uh, political promises. Also, Scott has turned a shaman toll booth into bedroom. We have a report and engagement with the highway authorities on the state of general sanity on the Accra Tema motorway. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Do stay for details. Remember to follow us on social media. My personal handle on Twitter is Adenana Aisha. Let's start with the Office of the Special Prosecutor that says it is still investigating the former sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa in connection with her alleged stolen cash from her Abilinkwe home. Five people, including two domestic workers, are in court over the alleged theft in the former minister's house. Since news broke of the incident, there's been heightened public commentary and interest in related developing issues. Big among the developments has been Cecilia Dapa's arrest, search of her home, and further discovery of a significant amount of money there. She was subsequently granted bail by the OSP. A statement issued by the Office of the Special Prosecutor this afternoon to update the public on actions taken so far assures the public that the OSP is still conducting investigations into the matter and will brief the public on any further development. It says that the investigations uh, uh, into the suspected corruption and corruption-related offences involving uh, former Minister Sanitation and Water Resources Cecilia Dapa in respect of the large cash sums reportedly stolen from her house began Thursday uh, and the OSP has since then taken a number of steps and actions, including placing Mr. Pa under arrest and conducting searches at two residential 
properties associated with her. The OSP is still conducting its investigation. The public will be briefed on the outcome of the investigation when it is concluded, including any further steps the office may take. Meanwhile, politicians have been asked to stop talking and act on the passage of the Conduct of Public Officers Bill 2022 into law to help prevent the issue of public officers having unexplained wealth with the laws of the country seemingly impotent in dealing with it. There has been an intense pressure mounting on government for passage of the law, which has been in and out of Parliament uh, for almost a decade since news broke that former sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa has been holding both local and foreign cash in her Bilingue residence. The bill is expected to amend and help strengthen the current public officer's asset declaring cash in her Bilingue residence. The bill is expected to amend and help strengthen the current public officer's asset declaring zero allows public officers to extend the period of asset declaration by six months, a situation many describe as a flagrant violation of Article 2861. The the laws are either inadequate or they they are not clear and clarified. So when these things happen, uh, there's always a debate as to whether any law has been broken. If you remember the cash for seats uh, uh, saga that was uh, interrogated in in parliament, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, anybody that you discuss the story related in in parliament, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, anybody that you discuss the story with, and yet you couldn't find a clear prohibition, you know, in our criminal code or in other laws. So this this aims to address that. So on due inflow addressing public. Uh, public integrity or public ethics uh, for for everyone, so that there's some clarity as to uh, what the offence is and what what punishments uh, we should be uh, taking uh, putting in place. The Attorney General was one of the key promoters of the bill. Uh, he submitted it to cabinet, and you know, even when we had an opportunity to be the president uh, as citizen coalition. We reiterated, you know, this call for this to be done, and it seems that even now that it's become uh, an IMF condition, uh, there's still a dragging of the feet. So for me, uh, politicians have to stop talking and act if they, they are serious about dealing with this. Then we have gone well past, you know, uh, political promises. Where are we with this bill and when will Parliament get to work on it and pass it into law? Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante has been updating us on that. That bill is not currently before Parliament. It has gone through the Office of the Attorney General. It has gone before Cabinet and the expectation is that as the pressure keeps mounting from civil society organizations, government will put that bill before Parliament for approval. But to the crux of your question, what this bill seeks to do is to prescribe how officers can act. For instance, in procurement, can officers of the state or ministers, public officers, if they have a certain interest in a certain business, can this business apply for a certain contract within the organization, for instance? That bill seeks to do that. It seeks to generally detail how public officers must conduct themselves, even in terms of advertising, in terms of how these public officers use the public offices to their own benefit. 
they have been consistent fault by civil society over the past few weeks and over the past back of this Cecilia and the past saga that there is that need for the public officers bill to come before parliament for the house to approve it so that public officers can have a specific code of conduct that guides their conduct currently there is no certain that guides them except for a few laws that have been made already in existence and the general idea of what corruption is and what public officers cannot do so currently there's no set bill before the house and we expect that with cabinet completing its work as attorney general has repeated it will come before the house there was one in 2013 that was brought before parliament by the john romani Muhammad administration but that is no longer in use because government is seeking to bring in a new a new bill for that purpose so Aisha, generally, what this bill seeks to do is to draw the contours of how public officers can act and how they cannot act. This will prescribe clearly certain things that they do that may inure to their benefit, but that may not inure to the benefit of the state. They cannot use their public office to do things that inure to their own benefit without a state benefiting. And so the Code of Conduct of Public Officers is such a crucial piece of legislation that is expected to come. But I should say that Parliament is expected to rise next week. Even if it came this week or the next, it will not be passed unless it came under a certificate of urgency. And so the civil society pressure is now getting to government and we expect that it will react in the coming days. Let's stay a while longer in Parliament because the Boako South MP Samuel Atachian will lead a seven-member ad hoc committee of Parliament to probe a recently leaked tape which allegedly revealed a conspiracy by a senior police officer and a leading member of the NPP to remove IGP Dr. George Akufo-Dampari and rig the 2024 elections. Former Deputy Interior Minister and MP for Bolsa North James Agalga will serve as Deputy Chair of the committee. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante once again reports. The delay in this committee commencing work was due to the delay on the part of leadership on both sides to submit the names of the members of this committee to the Speaker. With that out of the way now, the Speaker announced the composition of this committee to the House. The special committee will be chaired by Honorable Ata Achia, and with him from the majority side are Honorable Yaobuama and Honorable Ophelia Mensa. On the minority side, we have on the minority side, we have Peter Lanchine Tubu, the technical person, as committee of the issue of state. I would suggest that one, one week may not be adequate. One week may not be adequate. So let them, let's give them sufficient time to work on it. And report to us, um, maybe when, when, when we resume. Unfortunately, I think the one week is a bit too... Too short. I know the one we could have met our uh, the what is left for us in this uh, period, but then it will surely be too short to deal with Mr. Speaker. Speaker of Parliament Alban Bagwinder ruled that the work must be completed by 10th September 2023. We could call on the committee to do on a thorough job and to report when we return in um, 
before the end of September. Yes. So I will specifically state that the committee should submit a report by 10th September. At the time, the Speaker of Parliament admitted that request by the minority to investigate the leaked tape. Some sort. At the time, the Speaker of Parliament admitted that request by the minority to investigate the leaked tape. Some sort of punishment for the persons involved on that leaked tape. But it appears both leaders agree that some new terms of reference must be worked on, and it's expected that by the of Parliament has given a committee up to the 10th of September to bring his reports to the House. This committee will work expeditiously to do this. Reporting for Joy News, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. Away from Parliament, the executive arm of government, both past and present, representatives of the legislature and the chief justice, as well as other high-profile statesmen and women are attending and addressing the 2023 National Development Conference underway at the Church of Pentecost Dome at Gumuafete. The conference, themed Moral Vision for National Development, is expected to set the agenda for the need to uphold morality in fostering development in Ghana. Listen to Chief Justice Getro Tokono and the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbing, on the significance of the conference. And them with the words of the Apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. I have not ceased to rejoice and give thanks to God since the day I heard of the convening of this national conference to consider the intertwining of moral vision with national development by the Church of Pentecost. I am, I am particularly grateful for the kind invitation and the opportunity to contribute thoughts at this August gathering of the leadership of our beloved country. When all legal principles and edicts have been shown of their surrounding words and numberings, when we take away the article this and the number this and the section this. It is clear that the constitutional mandate given to the judiciary in Article 125 of the 1992 Constitution to administer justice requires us to maintain and enforce the highest standards of ethical conduct in the nation on one hand, and upholds the innate need of the human soul for justice on the other hand. This is a duty that the judiciary shares with the church as an institution. Justice is a sine qua non for peace, stability, and quality of life in any nation. In words attributed to Pope John Paul II, if you want peace, work for justice, unquote. A nation that loses interest in the rule of law and delivery of justice is one that sets itself up for destruction. Thus, a quest for justice, an investment in building the pillars of justice in any nation, is a quest to ensure that prosperity will come to the people. 
For there can be no prosperity without peace. And there can be no peace unless people are assured that their rights will be upheld and they will not be robbed of their entitlements. This, among other reasons, is a reason why I am exceptionally glad that this conference is addressing the matter of good governance and national development as a model enabled only by moral vision. Jetrud, Araba, Esaba, Saki, Tokunu, Chief Justice of Ghana, he has more names than me. His Excellency John Ajikum Kufuo, former President of the Republic of Ghana, whose reign saw me as the opposition leader in parliament. His Excellency John Dramani Mahama, <laughs> former president of Ghana, to effective leadership. That is why basic principles of leadership talks about the three C's. Character, competence, and care. Good character builds trust. Without trust, People will never follow you. And without followers, obviously, one cannot lead. It will be a walk in the park. Therefore, effective leadership requires integrity. As leaders, particularly political leaders, we must be willing be held accountable for our actions and inactions. We must conduct ourselves in a manner that is beyond the behavior of Pompey's wife, that is beyond reproach. Since the cessation of collection of road tolls in the country in November 2021, many of the booths have deteriorated, with some fast becoming bedrooms for squatters and the mentally ill. The Ashaman Toll Plaza in the Ashaman municipality of the Great Accra region is one of such booths that has been turned into a sleeping place for some unidentified persons. Carlos Caloni of Choi News reports from Ashaman. Since the decommissioning of tollbooths across the country, many 
of such towboats have become a pale shadow of themselves. One of such towboats is the one here at the Ashaiman towboat. It has become the bedroom for many uh, miscreants. And so this one, for instance, has no lock. As you can see, it's open ajar. We will go inside to look at the state of this very place. Now, as you can see in, we see this place has become like a sleeping place for someone who we are told comes here from time to time. You can see the person's um, dress or shirt on the bed. And then if we look beneath here, you can see the mosquito quail that he bends. Now, he lifts it this way, and he goes out and comes back as and when he likes. I, I, I'm, I'm a newspaper seller. So when I, when I come here, I saw some, a gentleman coming from the, the two boots inside. And uh, they say, uh, okay, they, they say they should use this as a toilet and other, but he uses uh, use it as it's in this thing, in room. Then he come out, then peace. Then he go out. Therefore, what he's doing there, I don't know. Uh -huh. Then every time, then he come back, then he come and sleep. Uh -huh. Because... They say they should use it as a toilet and uh, uh, we need uh, this thing, room, but the guy is using it as a, this thing, in bed, in bedroom. He to sleep there early morning. I saw newspaper, so I was yet 6 o'clock to 6.30, and I saw him coming out, out of, the, of the room. <laughs> Efforts to reach officials of the Roads and Highways Authority on the situation have all proved futile. We certainly will engage them as soon as we are successful in reaching them. Let's get on to other stories. Anger and frustration swell among motorists and residents of Dowenya and its environs in the Ningo Prampram district of the Greater Accra region as construction of the Tema Central University Road is impeded with never-ending gridlock. Commuters say they are compelled to endure hours of delays on a route that should take 15 minutes to cross. The angry commuters blame the phenomenon on the stalling of work on the construction of the 17-kilometer-longer plough phase one project. My colleague Carlos Coloni again visited the stretch and has come through with this report. 
To ease the daily gridlock on the stretch, the government, through the Ministry of Roads and Highways and the Ghana Highways Authority, in June 2022, commenced the expansion of the 17-kilometer-long Tema to Central University section of the N1 highway expected to last for 18 months. One year on, residents and motorists say their lives have been negatively impacted due to the stagnation of construction works on the stretch. Uh, we just saw some few works since then. Nothing on the main road, nothing has, has gone on. And the traffic jam here starts as early as 5.30. So much cars come together to in the traffic. And instead of two minutes drive from, let's say, Savannah to Barrier, you spend like, I think, barely two to three hours. Even the inside roads that we use, they are very rough. And there are traffic, even in the inside roads that we use. Um, for now, they have stopped. And then uh, they have even moved some of their machines. We don't know where they have sent it to. So if you ask me, as at now that I speak to you, there's no construction going on on the road. Either they have stopped or not, I can't speak to that fact. Uh-huh. But if you ask me, there's no construction going on. Even their machines are no longer on the road. A tour of the site shows total stagnation of construction work. As you can see, this is one of the three interchanges that the contractor is actually working on, on the Dowenya to Tama uh, Road, which is part of the 160-kilometer-long to Aflau Phase 1 project. Now, this site, as you can see behind me, the earth-moving machines have been left here uh, unattended to. No activity at all is ongoing at the site. This is just the mirror of all the other sites uh, on this particular stretch. There's supposed to be three interchanges and a walkway around Dowenya. But um, a visit to all of the sites shows that work has stalled even though heavy police presence is felt on the stretch the meanwhile apart from drivers business owners are part of those bearing the brunt of the stalled project as you can see margaret uh, goes through this on a daily basis anytime she's uh, trying to assess her office or her shop upstairs so we're going to find out from margaret what she goes through on daily basis regarding the stagnation of construction works here when i'm coming i find it difficult to come to this place because they've dig a hole which leads to my office and then before you can climb up you have to jump jump before you climb up looking at the place uh, the those people that saw uh, water and then food you can't get so when you are coming you have to hold your food and then the water so when i'm coming and then things are on me trying to assess my office is very very difficult for me apart from your personal struggles how is it affecting your client okay you as we can see the place is very very bushy and when it rains it's it's the whole place is flooded and then if you are at the top there you won't be able to even come down because the the place will be very very cloud um flooded and then the place is bushy so customers are not able to locate us at the top they've even moved their machines that they are using to work to different places. it's it's like they, they've stopped doing everything i will want them to if they are coming to 
construct the road, they should continue for us because it's really, really affecting us and the business. And even people used to be here, but now they've all moved because of how the places they've all moved. All right, thank you so much. So that is the story from Margaret, just one of the hundreds of residents who go through this particular challenge on daily basis due to the stagnation of construction work on this particular stretch. They're actually appealing to the Ministry of Roads and Highways, as well as the Ghana Highways Authority, to, as a matter of agency, speed up to come back to site to complete this particular road. Reporting from Dowenya here in the Ningo Pram Pram district, my name is Carlos Caloni for Joy News. In Accra, in the studio in Kokomlimli, my name is Aisha Ibrahim. An inhabitant of Dagomba Line in the Sokori Mampo municipality have accused the police in Kumasi of extortion under the guise of regular swoops. They claim the police officers charge as much as 500 cities per each suspect arrested in such swoops, which have led to the loss of two lives in the past years. The residents are also agitated over the arrest of innocent people in the police operations. Nana Ojima has been interacting with some victims and has filed this report. The Gumba Line is probably the biggest slum in the Ashanti region, with dwellers scattered along a part of Kumasi's main rail line. It is hub of scrap dealers. Like other slums in the country, there are suspected criminals and drug peddlers taking shelter here. The police often undertake swoops when they pick information on suspects. But some residents are agitated by the violent and arbitrary conduct of swoops. <laughs> Ali is a scrap dealer who has lived in the slum for decades. Three weeks ago, he was arrested in a soup, but he claims to be innocent of engaging in drugs. I was on a bench in front of my shop with my girlfriend. I saw people run to my direction, but continued to sit. One of them arrested me and started searching me for drugs, but they did not find any on me. One of the officers told them to arrest me, though they did not find anything on me. After spending three nights in police cell, he was billed by his brother. When my brother came to bail me, he was told that the officer in charge is out. So one of them took 20 CDs to place a call to the officer in charge. He then charged us 500 Ghana CDs. But after negotiations, they accepted 400 Ghana CDs. His story is corroborated by many in the community. Yeah, they will bring maybe maybe three or four of them. They will just park at the top. And they will come arrest people. Whether you are suspect or not, they will, they will just arrest you. And take you, when you just pass into uh, Benga, uh, some call, they will ask you, do you have money in you? Do you have money on you? And he says, if you, if you don't have money, you have mobile money. 
or you can call someone to come and bail you. If the person is truth, you arrest the person, just take the person to court. They won't do that. They will just ask you, do you have money on you? I have many, many, many occasions. So the police have been coming here to extort you? Uh-huh. Yes! Yes! Regular swoops, they claim the police officers charge as much as 500 cities per each suspect arrested in such swoops, which have led to the loss of two lives in the past years. The residents are also agitated over the arrest of innocent people in the police operations. Nanao Jima has been interacting with some victims and has filed this report. The Gumba Line is probably the biggest slum in the Ashanti region, with dwellers scattered along a part of Kumasi's main rail line. It is hub of scrap dealers. Like other slums in the country, there are suspected criminals and drug peddlers taking shelter here. The police often undertake swoops when they pick information on suspects. But some residents are agitated by the violent and arbitrary conduct of swoops. Ali is a scrap dealer who has lived in the slum for decades. Three weeks ago, he was arrested in a swoop, but he claims to be innocent of engaging in drugs. I was on a bench in front of my shop with my girlfriend. I saw people run to my direction, but continued to sit. One of them arrested me and started searching me for drugs, but they did not find any on me. One of the officers told them to arrest me, though they did not find anything on me. After spending three nights in police cell, he was billed by his brother. When my brother came to bail me, he was told that the officer in charge is out. So one of them took 20 CDs to place a call to the officer in charge. He then charged us 500 Ghana CDs. But after negotiations, they accepted 400 Ghana CDs. His story is corroborated by many in the community. Yeah, they will bring maybe maybe three or four of them. They will just park at the top. And they will come arrest people. Whether you are suspect or not, they will, arrest, they will just arrest you. And take you, when you just pass into uh, Benga, uh, they will ask you, do you have money in you? Do you have money on you? And he says, they will say, if, you, if you don't have money, you have mobile money. Or you can call someone to come and bail you. If the person is truth, you arrest the person, just take the person to court. They won't do that. They will just ask you, do you have money on you? I have many, many, many occasions. So the police have been coming here to extort you? Uh-huh. Yes! Yes! You've paid money for someone to bail you? Yes, yes. We know much here. When they arrest marijuana from a dealer, they go ahead and sell to another. 
Let's do some health. Starting 2024, all babies are expected to be vaccinated against hepatitis B. That's contained in the latest framework of the Ghana Health Service as it ramps up its fight against the growing number of cases in the country. Director General for the Ghana Health Service, Dr. Patrick Kumabuaji, said all infants will be administered the hepatitis B vaccine within 24 hours of birth. He was speaking at the launch of this year's World Hepatitis Day. There's more in this report. Hepatitis B is a serious inflammation of the liver caused by the hepatitis B. This report. Hepatitis B is a serious inflammation of the liver caused by the hepatitis B. Live with hepatitis C. In Ghana, unfortunately, the diagnosis and treatment of viral hepatitis remain at alarmingly low levels. This is primarily due to a lack of awareness and high. Set out to diagnose 90% of hepatitis B and C cases and put 80% on treatment by the year 2030. Again, all pregnant women living with chronic hepatitis B are to have access to treatment while all infants will receive hepatitis B uh, vaccine at birth, within 24 hours of birth, to prevent infection. Recent maternal hepatitis B cell survey has yielded concrete results to prevent infection. Recent maternal hepatitis B cell survey has yielded concrete results. Let's, let's take a break on Joy News today. When we return, we'll bring you business. Now, the whole place has been flooded. In fact, myself, just to see shelter, I'm on top of the chair. Yes. And then the water... Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred seven, and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimwo, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Uh, uh, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I'll go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'll go check my baby. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Enjoy life regardless. This promo 
is under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. The Pan-African... Daddy? Daddy? <sighs> this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow! It has a working tortoise like it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the business segment on Join News Today with me, Pius Kojo Baka. The United States of America Poultry and Egg uh, Export Council organized a two-day training workshop for 100 culinary students, Pius Kojo Baka. The United States of America Poultry and Egg uh, Export Council organized a two-day training workshop for 100 culinary students, students on poultry and various aspects of culinary arts. The USA Poultry and Egg Exports Council organized a training program of culinary skills as part of council. Mainly for, uh, as a staple meal in Africa. So feed is very expensive and vaccines are very expensive. So that becomes difficult. Where we can assist is by assisting with doing programs like this. This is a very successful program. And this is where we assist to provide to then go on to, on to either farming or, or become world-renowned chefs one day, and that is the way that we assist. The two-day hands-on training program aims to drive chicken consumption and give the top 10 students from technical universities an opportunity to compete against each other. Internationally renowned chef David Bonham has been training the students. In the United States, in the United States it's a little more established in terms of it's sort of a European style where, as opposed to here where it's, it's more local. And it's interesting because I was very impressed with their skills. They, you know, knife skills were very good. Their knowledge of the classics were very great. And that's, you need that basis. So I, one of the things that I try to, to impress to the kids, uh, when I say kids, uh, young men and women, because they're, what, 19, 20, 21, um, that to think outside the box. The winner of the American Chicken Cooking Competition 2021, Jonathan Gabriel Lamy stated that the competition changed his life and boosted his business. Now, Mayor of Houston in the U.S., Sylvester Turner, has been engaging with the American Chamber of Commerce, Ghana, as part of his visit to the country. Here's more. 
The minister stated that the country's manufacturing space is full of huge opportunities for investment across all areas. Referring to the historical warm relations between Ghana and the United States, the minister further noted that the role played by the United States government in supporting Ghana's economy over the years has been key to economic growth. We in Ghana pride ourselves to be the best that African can put on the exhibition. We say we have the best ambience to do business. We have the human resource capacity. We have the appropriate legislature. We have put together the best that any investor would be happy to have. And that's all for business for now. I am Pius Kujo Bakadar. will be here at 1 p.m. where the market plays sports is next. That's the sports now on Joy News today with me, Muftar Nabila Abdullah. The Minister of Youth and Sports, Mr. Vajusif, has revealed that his outfit owes former Black Stars coaches uh, Milovan Rybat and CK Akno. The duo are owed of about $600,000 following the decision of the Ghana Football Association to terminate their contracts. The Minister made the revelation during a meet the press at the Ministry of Information earlier today. For information, we have not paid, we still owe Milovan. All of CK Akono and Milovan, once their contracts was terminated, we negotiated, we sat with them, negotiated their exits, and CK was paid $100,000 immediately after the negotiation, just as uh, Milovan as well. We still owe both of them, and we are in the process, we have payment schedule, of which I, can, I will admit we have not been followed the payment schedule because of constraints of funds. But as and when we get funds, we'll be paying the two coaches. Both of them have written to the FA, threatening to go to uh, court. We have appealed to them that we are committed in making sure that we settle whatever that we have agreed with them. But both of them have received, just as CK and both of them have received 100,000 US dollars. For the information, I want to clear the air. We have not finished paying Milovan. Uh, Milo, the, the one we know, Milo, we have not finished paying him. Still, on the Minister of Youth and Sports, he also spoke about how much will be required for Ghana 
to successfully organize the Africa Games 2023. The competition, which is expected to start on March 8, 2024, would cost the country about $145 million. But he says there is a possibility that that money could increase. On the cost for organizing the African Games, I cannot give you the total cost now because as we are going, we have the software and we have the hardware. The hardware has to do with the construction of the facility. Those ones have been awarded their public information. Contractor UK, which is developing all the other sporting infrastructure, is 145 million US dollars. We have Legon Sports Facility, the rugby. The rugby field is going to be the best rugby field in West Africa once it's completed. We also have, you know, when it comes to African Games or Olympic Games, each facility that you are developing, you are going to do it too. So we are developing a warm-up track just close by the University of Ghana Sports Stadium, which is by the requirement should be five meters away from the main goal. So everything that you are doing, you are doing it twice. The swimming pool, for example, we have swimming pool in the Trust Emporium, but it doesn't meet the international standard. Why? Because you have no warm-up pool. So this time, once we finish the 10 lane, a 10-lane competition pool will be a world-class swimming pool. And Swimming Federation, or now called Aquatic, World Aquatic uh, uh, Federation, can organize their world championship in Ghana once this facilities is done. And we are in touch with the World Aquatic uh, Federation to do so. And apart from that, uh, what purpose all we are going to develop once we finish all the other federations, indoor games, basketball, volleyball, handball, they will be organizing their championship. We will drive more traffic. That's why I said we are positioning Accra as the sports hub within the West Africa region. That's your sports for now. We do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com and also at 2 p.m. when we come your way with sports today. Up next is World News. Good afternoon. Welcome to Showbiz here on Joy News and our celebrated Ghanaian actor. Good afternoon. Welcome to Showbiz here on Joy News and our celebrated Ghanaian actor. Glitted the business aspect of Showbiz. He noted that the only way. Then you have to be. For young people with so much potential, we have to see what you can offer. There are people Great. who have made breakthroughs like that. And so they have to learn to stay in the process. People want to jump overnight to be a Nadia Bwari overnight or a Jackie Pierre overnight without knowing that you need to invest in the craft. You need to take your time. We, were, we started learning that the late Solomon Sampers, Abel Kainz. Mm -hmm. When we got mm -hmm. to National Theatre, mm -hmm. when I saw the likes of David Dante, I was marveled. But they put me backstage for a purpose. I didn't like it because I was like, ah. It's a fun opportunity to be on stage with the big, the, the big guys, but they were training me in terms of stage construction for me to even understand how actors can relate to stage and, and, and why are they choosing the colors that they're choosing, why are the flats done this way. I needed to understand that before they brought me into the area where you know I had, I had the skill in. So if, if you don't have patience and humble enough to learn all these processes, you get there to the top and and they throw something uh, you know an assignment at you and then you crumble 
Now, the energy and excitement at the second edition of Hits Tertiary was electrifying as musicians Kofi Moli and Raskuku thrilled students of the Ghana Communication Technology University at the weekend. The event organized by Hitafilm also saw some good music from DJ Fantastic and was well represented by the staff. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who support this, who sponsored this. There's more showbiz news in our subsequent bulletins. That'll be all for showbiz here on Join Me Today. Good afternoon to you, Michelle. Good afternoon to you, beautiful Becky. That's how we wrap up the bulletin this afternoon. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Log on to myjohnline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories and you would see headlines including where is the Kufuado that led the Kumipreko demonstration in Sako Quizzes and uh, you would also see 7 out of 22 sports disciplines to serve as qualifiers for 2024 Olympics enjoy the rest of our program Peace. Hi, lady. Bye.